We're live. We're live. Welcome, everybody, to episode 141 of the All Moves Podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is your boy, Anthony Manai, speaking. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in, to listen. It, it means a lot to me. Before we get started, I'm always asking this, so I'm going to continue to ask this. If you haven't done so yet, fam, it would mean a lot if you can go ahead and take two minutes of your time to leave a review on the show. Again, every review matters. It helps with the growth of the podcast, and it, ho- and it also helps with the new people who are tuning in for the very first time. Second thing, at any point of the show, you, if you feel inspired to, take a screenshot of the show, put it, post it up on social media, share it with somebody you think needs to hear this. Like, yo, take a screenshot. Yo, check this dude out. This shit is fire. At any, at any moment you feel that way, please do so. I, I will truly appreciate that. And last thing, if you want to become a monthly supporter of the show and you value the show and you want to be a part of it in a real way, head over to allmovespodcast.com. That's www.allmovespodcast.com. There you can see all the information on how to become a monthly supporter of the show. With that being said, fam, let's get into today's episode. Today, we have another Q&A episode, so I have a few questions for you, and um, let's just jump right into it. Hold on, let me, let me take a drink of water real quick. <clears throat> First question. Any advice for someone living with toxic family members who doesn't believe in your dreams? Well, first thing I want to address is it doesn't matter if anybody believes in your dreams or not, right? Um, I know a lot of people want that type of support. They look forward to that support simply because, you know, when your own foundation is, is, is a bit flimsy, right? When you when your own foundation is not solid, when you're not solid with yourself yet, and you're still on the quote unquote come up, right? And you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to make moves. You have doubts, right? You have some sort of limitations, a lot of the times we look for family support. We look for somebody to encourage us, right? We look for somebody to say, you can do this, go ahead, make it happen. And that helps people, right? Within those early, early stages. And even, even not even early, just early stages, just if someone is, is experiencing some sort of setback, right? Having someone there saying, you know, you can do this. Don't worry about it. I believe in you. You can make it happen will encourage some people. I want I want to change your perspective on that, right? I want you to not care if anyone believes in you or not. I want you to not care if you have any support from anyone. We're talking about psychologically, right? Which means if it doesn't matter anymore if anyone around you believes in you, what does that mean, right? That means all you have is the person in the mirror where you look at yourself and you're forced to trust yourself. You're forced to set the foundation. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, whether they believe in you or not. You look at yourself in the mirror and say, as long as you got you, you're straight. So I want you to change your perspective on that. However, also, if you are in an environment where you are trying to build something, you're trying to make moves, you're trying to make moves where is is leading to your purpose, you're trying to get clear, you're trying to get energized, right? You're trying to understand, you're, you're, you're studying, you're reading books, you're making moves. And if you are in a environment that holds you back and that sets you back and, and is causing limitation from you, then there's a problem, Right? Where someone said, you're making moves, someone comes in, oh, look at you making moves, like you shouldn't be doing that. Get out of here, you should quit. What are you doing with your life? Look at you, you're a bum. 
then there's a problem, right? There's limitations there. There's a problem because you're tr- you're getting interrupted while making the moves. That's different, right? You're making the moves and someone's coming in and and telling you, hey, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Or trying to make fun of you, make jokes. Oh, you're doing that thing, right? Oh, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to follow your dreams. Ha, ha, ha. And you're trying to make fun of you. Then that's a toxic environment. And that's the environment you have to remove yourself out of. You have to step out of that environment. Um, that's something, you know, personally I experienced, you know, in my early twenties, even mid twenties, I was trying to, well, the strategy was to build my business, build my brand while living in my parents' house and, and, and stacking the money, right? Stacking up the money that I make so I can flip it into some serious investments, right? And in the beginning, of course, it works because you have no choice, right? Like I, I live with my parents, 18, 19 years old. I'm just starting out. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure things out, right? I don't understand certain things. So I'm studying, I'm living in my parents' house. I have a roof over my head. They're giving me some food to eat. Regardless of the quality of the food, it, it, it's something that feeds my stomach. It's something that I need right now, right? And I'm trying to figure it out. Now, there I do the best I can, of course, to, 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 to utilize this environment. It's now an asset to me now, right? Because it, it, it just makes sense. I'm at this place where I'm doing that. Then it gets to a point. Then it gets to a point where you outgrow the environment. Now the environment is no longer an asset to you. It becomes a liability. Where now the conversations are getting a bit more rough. The conversations are getting a bit more negative, right? While you're growing, everyone around you is dying. So now there's conflict. Every time you walk into the house, every time you walk in, they feel your energy is different. Like, oh, this person thinks they're better than everyone else. And at that point, when it starts to get like that, then the environment is a liability for you. So, you know, what I did was, you know, to try to commit to the process that I set for myself, it was like, okay, I'm still going to use this environment, save tons of money by by playing the long game, right? So I'm going to go get an office, or I'm going to work in Starbucks, or I'm going to work in in a library, right? And I'm not going to be in this environment. All I'm going to do is use the benefits of being in the environment, right? It, it was like, okay, sleep, shower, and if anything, eat, right? And then that got to a point where the food that I was e- eating wasn't the food that I should be eating. So now I just use the environment where I bought my own food, I cooked my own food, and then I just use the environment for sleeping and showering, right? It was like, I leave early mornings, come back late nights. So I'm never part of the environment. But then it gets to the point where you outgrow the environment so much that even that causes more problems, right? It's like, oh, I don't see you. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? I don't understand. And it can interrupt what you're doing. And, you know, even just just not having control of your own environment, it's just, it, it sets limitations. It sets you back so much, right? Like I said, in the beginning, it was an asset to me. It was, it was something I'm just starting out. This is the environment that I happen to be in. And I'm utilizing this to my advantage, right? Let's use my position that, where I am. Then it was just to a point where I've outgrown the environment so much that I I had to remove myself from the environment. It was getting too negative. It was getting too, it was it was getting too much. So there was three stages again. Utilizing it became an asset in the beginning. Then the the second stage, when things are popping, things you're making moves, you're outgrowing the environment. You're only there early mornings and late nights, right? And then it's to a point where you just got to remove yourself. So. I, I say the best thing is remove yourself from the situation. It doesn't matter if anyone else believes in you or not. Again, look at yourself in the mirror and say, look, I got you. You got me. And that's all that matters, right? That's that's all that matters. And if the environment is toxic, you have to remove yourself. It's hard for people to do this. It's hard for people to do this because, oh, the cost. What am I going to do? You know, um, you know, where am I going to go? And, and and so much fear, right? So much fear in making that move. But what it, what 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 are they going to say? What are they going to think? Right. And that's where you have to strategize and make that a priority where it's like, I got to figure this out. I got to find a way. What can I do? You know, what can I build? How can I make some money? How can I save money? How can you give yourself 90 days? 
right? Give yourself two months, give yourself six months, right? Whatever time period, a year, however long it takes that where you're like, okay, I'm going to build something to put myself in position to to remove myself from this environment. Now, some people can't do that, right? Some people can't remove themselves from this environment because they probably have kids, they have people that depend on them, probably a sick grandma, or everybody's situation is different, right? And and I would I would find it depending on your situation. Now, if you have no attachment there, and besides the fact that you just can't afford to live somewhere else, or or yeah, besides that, right? It's it's I will create a way. Create a way to to not be there as much as possible. Early mornings, late nights, Starbucks, libraries, um, you know, offices, whatever you need to do to to keep your head focused, locked in, in the zone, right? And then work my way towards removing myself completely from this environment. Because if not, if you stay in that environment, you're going to get interrupted. It's only toxic because when you're trying to make moves or when you are making moves, you're getting interrupted back to back. People are talking about you. People are ruining, trying to ruin your vibes, trying to make fun of you. People are just in your face. Ha ha ha. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then that can kind of discourage people that can kind of that well that will discourage you and slow you down causes conflict it's like i should be handling these problems yet we have someone here just interrupting the process at all times so completely remove yourself out of that environment and work towards making that happen next question at what point in your life should you look for a relationship Well, the question is, why does one want to look for a relationship? Let's look at that for a second. Because that's not something that you look for. You only look for that if you have nothing else to focus on. If you're looking for that, we have to ask ourselves why. Why are we looking for that? Out of all things we could be doing, out of all the problems in our mind, out of all the problems in the world today, we are looking for that. And the question is why? Now, we're not talking about whether it's good or bad, right or wrong. We're talking about why. Now, <clears throat> why does one want a relationship? Why does one want to look for it, right? Look for it because this is something that you attract, a relationship you attract, right? You attract a relationship in the process of your purpose, in the process of your focus, right? Becoming the best version of yourself, going after your goals, making the right moves, strategizing. In that process, you will, you will, you will attract someone who's in their process and then it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Us, we come together to build something bigger than ourselves. This makes sense, right? That is attracting someone into your life where you're focusing on yourself, making the right moves. We're talking about focusing on bettering yourself, uh, understanding yourself, setting a solid foundation for yourself. And during that process, without looking, without being desperate for it, without, you know, hoping it happens now, right? It will come. It's just, it, it's natural. You meet somebody in the process of your purpose. You have a meeting with somebody. You have, you know, uh, you're at the gym or something, you see, and you you bump into somebody and then it just, it works. It makes sense. Us together, it just makes sense. I can't even talk about how, how it happens because there is no strategy to make that happen. It's just, I'm so all in in what I'm doing. I'm so all in in my mission and purpose in life, right? that this this is this just comes this happens right um we attract that and we attract who we are we attract who we are which is which is which is which is why in the process of two people coming together in the process of their purpose right there's something bigger than yourself it's not a selfish thing there's something bigger than ourselves that we're coming together for now if you don't have that if you don't have that, then you are looking for relationships for all the wrong reasons. Now, let's look at it. You're looking for a relationship. You're sitting home. What are you feeling like? How are you feeling? Where is your life like? Where, where, where are you in the process of your, of your life, right? Where are you mentally, physically, emotionally? And then you say to yourself, 
I want to look for a relationship? Is it because one feels lonely? Is it because one wants pleasure? Right? Is it because one just wants to be around somebody, just to have somebody to talk to? Someone has too much time on their hands and says, oh, it'd be nice to, to have the romance of, of, you know, going to the movies or holding hands and, and walking in the park and just being with somebody, right? If we look at, if we look at in the beginning of time, let's look at hunt, when we were hunting and gathering. You know, I always love talking about this. If you're a fan of the show, if you listen to more than 100 episodes, I'm always talking about this stuff. A band of people was very important. We're social animals, right? Meaning we thrive when, when the more people we have, we thrive as a species if we have people working together for a common thing. Like when you're building a house, right? You, you, you need multiple people, multiple hands, right? It's better to have 100 people building a house rather than just one person. Um, it, it, it's just like you had one person catching the fish. You had another person going hunting. You had a other person snatching the, the blueberries. You had another person keeping the fire up. You have the other person setting the traps. You have the other person um, um, getting the water, right? Everyone played an important role. The purpose was to make it to the next day, right? That means us coming together. There's a reason why uh, having the band of people together made sense, right? It's, it's better to go hunting with 10, 20 people rather than just one person, right? It's better to, to spot certain things and everybody's in unison and everybody has a common mission. There's no different from that and today, right? Where today, where, again, two people coming together to build something bigger than themselves. And we're not talking about just work. We're not talking about business. We're not talking about, um, you know, anything that's, you know, it, it's like it, it, we're not talking about just financial stuff. We're talking about what is the purpose of this? What are we doing? What's the goal? What's the mission in our life? Give me one second. My mic, my mic came off. Okay, what's the what's the goal? What's the mission? Right now, if you if again, if you don't have that, and you're 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 and you're you're looking for something as a form of pleasure. You're looking for a relationship as a form of pleasure. Now, it's two people on the process of their escape coming together in hopes that it, quote unquote, lasts forever, in hopes that this is true love, right? When the foundation is not built off of love, the foundation is built off of escapism and selfishness, right? I am bored. I am lonely. I am horny. I am... I am, I am just, I, I am doing nothing, right? I, I, will, I want love. I want somebody to treat me right. I want somebody for this. And then you have the other person say, I, I, I. So you got two people saying, I, 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 coming together in hopes that we say, oh, we're going to build something bigger than ourselves in hopes that we are going to thrive in hopes that we stay together forever. When this is, this is a relationship that's built off of, off of selfishness and is built with the through the process of their escape which means there will always be problems and there will always be conflict do we wonder why there's like what 90 percent or 95 percent marriages fail do we wonder why relationships end in disaster this is the reason why look at the foundation of the relationship there is no forever there is no love when you are building on the process of your escape, meaning the job is already done, right? You meet somebody, you you meet somebody in the process of your escape, they 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 give you what you want. Eventually, one of you guys outgrow each other. You start to see, oh, I don't need this anymore. This doesn't make sense anymore. Now, what some people do, they try to apply discipline. And when you try to apply discipline to a relationship that is not true love, because you're saying, okay, no, I gotta, I gotta not look at anyone else. I gotta be faithful. I, I, I have to fight. We have to fight for our relationship. We have to fight to stay. We have to fight for love. Fight for somebody, right? Which causes more and more and more and more conflict. Because what you really want to do is in conflict of, of what you're doing, right? And 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 in hopes that you know you applying some sort of discipline will keep this relationship strong and together. 
That's what most people are doing, which is why there's always conflict. There's always problems. There's always arguments. There's always no, but what it, but, 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 right? Because slowly one is outgrowing the other and each of each of you are growing in many different ways, not together, which is why there's conflict and there's problems. It doesn't last. It ends in disaster. And then you move on and say, I'm lonely, I'm horny, I'm bored. And you find someone else. So the question is, why would somebody look for a relationship? Now, let's study that first. Let's study that, dive into that. Now, let's look at sex itself, right? Because that's a huge benefit to why one, you know, is 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 looking to be with somebody as well, right? Because that's, that's a huge benefit of being with somebody, especially when you're in the process of escape. Someone sees that as a huge benefit. Why does one chase sex? Let's dive into this for a second. Why does one chase sex? Because that is the only time, that is the only time one is locked in and fully engaged and focused on a task. Think about it. And look at the entire process of sex. One is fully present with an end goal in mind, right? The climax. People are looking forward to the climax, and it's a goal in mind. And during that process, there is no problems. There is no loneliness. There is no boredom. There is ultimate focus. All in. is It is the ultimate escape. You're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about who's listening in. You're not thinking about anything besides this is what we're focused on. We're locked in. It is, is the ultimate form of pleasure. Now, when someone is not living a life with purpose, when someone has nothing else to focus on, the mind is looking for some sort of happiness because the mind cannot live without happiness. It's looking for some sort of happiness. Imagine waking up every day doing what you don't want to do. Waking up every day sluggish, dull. Waking up every day not liking the process of your life at all, like what you're doing not liking anything. So what happens? Oh, I'm looking for some sort of happiness. That's when people chase temporary pleasure, temporary happiness, right? Because the mind is is in desperate need of some sort of happiness, whether you find it through ice cream, whether you find it through eating junk food, whether you find it through watching movies, through relationships, looking for a relationship, right? In hopes that it brings you some sort of happiness, But also people get so engaged with sex as well because that is the ultimate form of happiness for those, however, the duration of the time, right? However however long it is, that is the ultimate form of escape, the ultimate form of pleasure. Now, is sex a problem? The answer is it's not a problem. But when does it become a problem? When that's the only thing you're focused on. Right. Because now you're 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 chasing that feeling because that is the only time someone feels like they're living in purpose. That's what it feels like to be back to back to back to back all day, every day in your life. Focus on something that gives you some sort of passion that gives you some sort of energy. So people would chase that feeling to the end of time. Which is why one time is never enough. Two times is never enough. One person never enough. Then it, then it becomes more, 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 more. Then you go down that hill just chasing temporary pleasure while the problems continue to stack or the problems continue to take root within the mind. So the question was, when do you ever look for a relationship, right? At what point in your life should you look for a relationship? And the answer is never. You should never look. You should always attract. And you attract by being the best version of yourself. You attract by getting focused on you. You attract by understanding the problems of the mind. You attract by creating your form of purpose. And that purpose, the byproduct of that is happiness. And then it will come. It will come. Next question. Why is the battle of changing so hard? Well, changing shouldn't be a battle. 
when you say why is the battle of changing so hard the battle it means that you are in conflict it's me versus something else there's a battle right it's me versus something else i my character i me what i really want to do who i really am is in conflict with what i am told to be what i wish i was what i hope to be right Now there's conflict because now this person right here, someone who says, this is who I am. This is my character. This is my foundation is saying, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. But I want to do that. And then life gives you the result of wanting to do that. And then that's when people don't like it. Right. They don't like the result of what their character brings. So they say, I got to make a change. So there's a battle. Right. Because it's not, it's, it's, it's wanting to change for the wrong reasons. It's, hey, I have to do this because I want a different result rather than seeing and understanding yourself, rather than understanding your character. Change requires you to make the most uncomfortable decisions in your life. Change is uncomfortable. Change requires you to step out of your comfort zone. Change requires you to make the most difficult decisions. It requires you to trust yourself. Now, if your character wants to stay in the comfort zone, if your character says, let's not do that, your character lives in, in, in limitation and fear. That is the foundation of your life is fear. Then there will always be a battle when it comes to trying to, quote unquote, make the right moves. It's always a battle. You're living in conflict with yourself. So when you are in conflict, there is no change. It's all temporary. That's why, of course, it's going to be hard. Because it's, 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 you're in constant, you are in constant conflict with yourself. Of course it's difficult. There's no easy way. There's no easy route when you are in conflict with yourself. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Oh man, but 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 we'll do it tomorrow. Uh let, let's let's hesitate. There's a lot of hesitation. There's a lot of limitations. There's a lot of fear. Which is why it's, it's a constant it's it's again, it's it's that that the byproduct of that process that I just broke down is depression. The byproduct of that is sadness, right? People are constantly getting frustrated, mad at themselves. Damn, I should have done this. Damn, I should have done that. But in reality, they don't want to do that. That's not the decision that they truly want to make. So they're in constant battle with themselves, hoping that discipline, beliefs, hope, wishing, they use that as the strategy rather than understanding the importance of making these decisions the importance of change, the importance of not being this way, being sick and tired, right? Sick and tired being sick and tired. Saying, I don't want to experience this anymore. Being this way is causing me problems. Being this way is causing me pain. Why am I this way? Studying yourself to the point where you address the problems. And when you address the problems, you become clear. You see clear. You see clearly. You see the right moves to make. Now there's no discipline. There's no battle for change. It's only passion. It's urgency. There's energy now. All you want to do is make moves. Whatever it takes to reposition yourself and get out of this and get out the situation. <clears throat> and this is something that you can't teach. Someone just has to care. Someone has to be passionately curious. Someone actually wants to change. When you actually want to change, that's when you change. It's a decision. And then your actions show, right? You make the mental decision and then, and then you see the actions and then the actions and then it, it all works. It, 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 the rest take cares of itself. The rest take cares of itself. 
You guys are listening to episode 141 of the All Moose Podcast. Thank you so much for staying, fam. We'll be, we'll be right back. What is up, family? Thank you so much for reaching the halfway mark. I'm going to be really quick. I know a lot of people ask me how to donate to the show. How do I become a monthly supporter? And I know, you know, I get a lot of emails about it. And I know I told you many times, so hey, email me if you want to be a supporter. Now I'm making it a lot more easier, right? Head over to allmovespodcast.com. That's www.allmovespodcast.com. There you can click and become a monthly supporter. You can leave as little as $5 a month, 99 cents a month, $10 a month, whatever works best for you. If you want to be a part of the show in a real way, if you find this show valuable, right? If you love this show, you're a true fan of the show, right? If it's life-changing and you want to be a part of it in a real way, if you want to support in a, in a real way, head over to allmovespodcast.com. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 141 of the All Moves Podcast. Thank you so much for staying with us, fam. Let's jump back into it. Let's get back to these questions. How does one let go of hurt, pain, abuse, etc.? Why does why doesn't it just go away? <clears throat> well, nothing just goes away on its own when it's a serious problem, right? When you are when you are when you don't address the problems of the mind, all you focus on all you focus on is trying to escape from it. Give me one second. Drink some water real quick. <clears throat> when you escape from the problems of the mind and your entire life is built on the avoidance of your problems, that everywhere you look, you're creating a lifestyle where you don't have to see yourself, right? There's hurt, there's pain, there's abuse in your mind that you're living in the past. You're, t- you're, you're, you're diving into and you're trying to bury it by trying to stay busy, by trying to do something, you know, trying to have a little bit more fun, you know, uh, uh, you know, chase temporary pleasure, chase some sort of happiness. Right. And uh, the reality is. Is that you haven't addressed the problem, so the problem continues to come back because it never left. Right. It still exists in the mind. You haven't take, taken the time to understand it, right? You haven't taken the time to understand the hurt, the pain. Why is it? Why is it hurt? Why is it hurtful to you? Why is it painful to you, right? All these things we have to look at. People are focused on letting go. People are focused on forgetting, right? Making it just all go away. Rather than addressing the problem, addressing the problem in a serious way where nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. But what's going on in my head? The problems of the mind. Because the, 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 the real answer to this is a perspective change will solve most of people's problems when they understand why things happened. When they understand the process of things happening, right? How this made sense. How this this was inevitable based on the moves you were making at a certain point. Based on the lifestyle you was living. Based on the escaping, the, the, the escape of your problems. The lifestyle you created around the avoidance of your problems. It made sense. For the things to happen to happen, right? Putting yourself in that position, regardless of what it is. And that's tough for people to hear, right? They're like, oh, how can you say that? That's not right. That's not, you know, people that one of the misconceptions people have about me is like, oh, that, you know, it's, it's, you know, a lot of things I say is too intense. A lot of things I say, I'm not being compassionate. I should be, you know, less, less serious about this more, you know, more open and, and, and people are saying like, I'm like, as if I'm not compassionate, I only talk about the truth because I am extremely sensitive to this stuff, extremely passionate and compassionate, right? I understand this. 
and providing the solution, people actually get offended, right? They get offended when they hear the solution to the problem that they spend most of their time trying to escape from. Which is why I, when I do these questions or when I post on social media, when I, when I do these episodes, you know, in, in both of my podcasts and in, in my videos, is I want to get to the root of the problem. So you don't have to experience, you can change your experience. If one would study the abuse, if one would, would actually go all in on the hurt, on the pain, and actually look at that and change their perspective on it, realize that the past is the past. Why did I make those moves? How did that happen? And they assumed responsibility, right? They, they assumed that it was their fault. They assumed that it was their fault. Oh, this happened because of me. Let's see why. Based on my positioning, based on what I was doing, based on my, my, me being gullible, my mindset, how I was moving, all of that, all of my decisions had led me to that point. Now, let's understand that. If we understand that we, and we accept responsibility and we, and we assume that it was our fault, we would dive into it. We, we wouldn't say, just go away, pain. Just go away. While you continue to live your life looking for temporary happiness, looking for temporary pleasure, rather than addressing these problems and making this the number one priority. Because these things are causing limitations in, in many people's minds. And the reason why people do it is because it's easy. It's easy for somebody to say, oh, just go away. It's easy for somebody to say, you know, uh, you know, let's let's not even focus on that. Let's 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 get a good job. You know, let's focus on, you know, uh, 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 getting a relationship. So they're spending most of their time on these apps trying to in hopes they they find happiness. Let's 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 spend time. Let's have fun. Got to live life, live life a little. So they drink, they smoke, they try to do the best drugs possible to get away from this actuality. Right to get away from the problems of the mind, to get away from the, dull, the dullness of life. So this is why the problem, it never left. It's always been there. And people refuse to look at it. They just try to bury it. But no matter what, the problem still exists. It will always come back until you address it. And addressing it means understanding it. Researching on it. Not trying to find the best escape, not trying to find the best pills to overcome this problem. It's perspective change. Changing your perspective on what happened. Looking at this and saying, okay, maybe this was the, the, the best thing that can ever happen to me. If you learned and, grow, and grew from it, right, you've grown You've, you learn from it. You learn from the situation. It could be the best thing that ever happened, especially if it's in the past. Of course, right? It's in the past. You change your perspective and look at it as the best thing that can ever happen to me. Why? Because I learned, I grown, I, I've grown from it. And moving forward, my reality will be different. My life will be different. I can reposition myself. I don't have to move the same way I was moving before that put me in that position. You don't get bitter. You don't get envious. You don't get jealous. You don't, you don't, you don't hold on to things, hold on to grudges. No, you understand. Ah, ah, I get it because my mindset was like this. I was doing things like this. Oh, okay, makes sense. Moving forward, I'm going to switch things up. So that's why it doesn't go away, because you haven't addressed it. If you want it to go away, let's make that the number one priority and look for the solutions of the, uh, of the problem. It's changing your perspective of the entire situation, whatever it is that happened, whatever that, whatever that caused you the pain, whatever it was. Let's look at it. Let's learn from it. Realize that the past is in the past. The future is no longer here yet. We need to be focusing on the present. Focus on where you are today. And make the right moves to influence the future in the direction you want it to go.
with each decision that you make. Next question. I don't trust myself or the process. How can I achieve my goals and detach from the outcome? <clears throat> well, you can't achieve your goals if you don't trust yourself. See, what happens is <clears throat> people have goals, they write them down on paper, right? People say, they, they say, I want to do this, I want to do that. The question is, why do you want to do those things, right? Um, let's have a deep understanding of that. Why do you want to do all of that, right? And in the process, people, like I was saying in the other question uh, before the break, where people are in constant battle with themselves is, okay, my character, who I am, if you don't trust yourself, you don't trust the process, right? You view yourself in a certain way, and then you have these goals on paper you're trying to pursue and you're trying to, um, you know, uh, you're trying to attack these goals, right? There is no way that you can, you, you, there is no way that you can detach from any outcome because just the work that it takes, the work alone that it takes requires you to understand yourself, right? You have to understand yourself first and understand how the entire process works then you won't you, like then you just start making moves it just becomes all moves rather than being in conflict and constant battle with yourself i don't trust myself i don't trust the process and you know let's 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 do this let's let's attack these goals and it's flimsy it's it, it's it's like it's so flimsy it's so it's weak right it's weak as in weak, the, the approach is weak, you know, like when you're, when you're, it's like trying to build a house and the other guy is using bricks, the other person's using bricks and you're using straws, right? Like you're using, uh, you know, feathers to try to build a, a, a huge condo and it, it you, you get what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense. So anything that happens, it's going to hurt because of the way you feel about yourself, the way you the way you view yourself, right? Which means there is no shot, no chance you will be able to achieve what you wrote down on the paper. There is no chance until until you address those problems. That means you have to cross out everything that's on your goals, your your on your paper, right? All those goals are fugazi. Cross them all out and the number one goal is what can I do just to, re, to first understand myself, understand, look at my entire lifestyle, look, at your, look in the mirror and look at your entire lifestyle. What am I doing on the day-to-day, -day, from moment to moment? What do I think about? What do I care about? What are the problems in my mind that I'm escaping from? Whether it's insecurities, anxieties, depression, worry, there's things in your mind that you haven't addressed because those things, you're viewing the world through the eyes of those problems. So then you see yourself a certain way, then you see the world a certain way, and then you're moving with massive limitations. So those goals are all fugazi, right? It's like it's hopes and wishes, and that's when people rely on hopes, wishes, prayers. They, 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 they rely on crystals, and, and, they, and, and, and they use meditation as, as a form of some mystical power thing. Like if I meditate and if I do all the right things that people are telling me to do, you'll, fo you'll focus on the vision boards. And, and, you know, I'm meditating and I'm wishing and I got the crystals uh, on my forehead and I'm doing these rituals every single day. And I'm watching all the, the personal development videos and I'm watching all the, the books while I'm listening to all the reading and listening all the books and I'm listening to all the podcasts all those things again does not address the actual problem it is it's it's another form of escape it's another form of hope if I just do this long enough if I be around the right people like-minded individuals right start being wanting to be a part of groups wanting to show up to conventions and shit like that wanting to be a part of something all of this takes you away from, from doing the actual work, which is looking yourself in the mirror and saying, what am I running away from? What am I, what am I afraid of? 
What are the problems in my mind that I continue to escape from? And then addressing that, making that your number one priority. Nothing else matters. In a real way, nothing else matters. Now, of course, you got to be practical, right? Nothing else matters, but I need money to eat. I need money to this. Yes, of course, right? Of course. We're talking about making that a huge priority in your life where you're not focusing on these goals that you're never going to achieve while your mindset, while your mindset has the wrong foundation. You have the wrong foundation. You would never be able to build on a broken foundation. And that's a good thing to know. People get discouraged about that. Oh, man, da-da-da. No, that's a refreshing thing. That's a refreshing thing. I would never be able to achieve these goals with this whack-ass mindset that I have. So what happens then? Well, we got to focus on trusting ourselves. How do you trust yourself? How do you, how do you, how do you get to the point where you can look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I, I, I fuck with you. You have my back. I have your back. How do you get to that point? One doesn't trust themselves if they're, if they're unprepared. If you are unprepared, of course there's no trust within yourself. When you don't understand the process of how things work, and I always talk about the process, right? The process of achieving a goal. People don't understand that. Failure is part of the process. It's part of what being a human being is all about. We try things, it fails, okay, let's make adjustments. It's not a big deal. That's what it's about. It's about that, right? We we some things, you know, I always talk about, you know, when when we're hunting and gathering and you 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 know, we're learning things for the first time. We take the blueberry and we eat it. Oh, this is edible. And then we 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 eat something else and it poisons us, right? It's poison. It was like, oh well, let's never touch that again. Trial error, right? We tried something, it didn't work out. Okay, let's make adjustments. Which means it doesn't hap- it, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what's the outcome when the process is life. It doesn't matter what's the outcome when the process is life. So many people hope that the outcome will give them some sort of happiness, some sort of purpose, some, some sort of trust within themselves. I don't trust myself, but if I get the outcome of this, if I work on these goals... The outcome of this will meet will, will will be me trusting myself. Think about it. You're writing down goals through the eyes of a mind that doesn't trust itself. You're writing goals through the eyes of a mind that doesn't trust the process. Well, in, in actuality, doesn't understand the process. You're writing goals through the eyes of a mind that has all these problems that it continues to ignore. That means if you live with fear, you're writing goals with fear. If you live with insecurities, you're writing goals with insecurities. If you have anxiety in your mind, you're afraid. You're writing goals through the eyes of a mind where the foundation is anxiety. How do you expect to ever <clears throat> achieve those goals? So we have to get we have to get in a place where we are fully all in focusing on becoming the best version of ourselves. What foods are you eating? Who are you talking to on the day to day? What are you consuming? What are you focused on? What are you reading? Are you learning about yourself? Are you studying yourself? Are you observing yourself without limitations? Seeing yourself with total awareness? Looking at the moves you make? Cutting all forms of escape? Temporarily, right? Saying, okay, let's stop the things that I do for for temporary pleasure, for temporary comfort. Let's stop those things, right? Let's understand that that is causing me to run away from what what I need to address and sitting with those problems, journaling about it, studying it, looking at it like a, like a scientist would look at something. If a scientist wants to study something, it must put an end to everything it knows and see things with a fresh mind. To see see what it discovers, 
Are you making that happen? Are you doing that for yourself? We have to get we have to get to that place where nothing else matters. You cross out those goals for right now and saying, "Okay, I don't even know what I'm talking about when it comes to these goals." Because again, you're making goals through the eyes of the problems that you haven't addressed. Then now you design your life where you are becoming the best version of yourself in all areas. Addressing all of your insecurities, addressing all of your worries, addressing all of the anxiety, you address them. What do I need to do to make to make this thing happen? And it comes with a decision, a mental decision. Here's something like this. It is not me telling you to do this. It's us walking together and saying, does this make sense? And if it does make sense, then you will make this happen. Is you seeing the truth in what is being said rather than, you know, taking my word for it. Because that's when it happens. Change happens when you see the truth for yourself. And we got to get to that place where you, you see the, the truth in what is being said. Where, okay, let's study ourselves without limitations. Let's not get emotionally attached to what we see. Let's not get sad that we've been making excuses. Let's not get sad that, you know, we're, we're massively insecure. Let's not get sad when we look at our bank accounts. Let's not get sad if we were eating the wrong foods. Let's not get sad on where we are. You're aware now. Now that you're aware of this, you're listening to this. Now this is a moment where moving forward, you can make a decision and say, moving forward, I'm going to design my life to understand the problems of my mind. I'm creating purpose out of this. I'm going to address these problems. I'm going to be the best physical shape that I can possibly be, right? I'm going to eat the right foods. I'm going to do whatever it takes to eat the right foods. I'm going to be in the right environment. I'm not going to continue to escape my problems. I'm going to focus on understanding what is going on. I have to understand this. Not look for the best escape, which is comfortable, which most people do. Not look for the best escape, but, but addressing it. And looking for the actual solution, right? And understanding it is the actual solution. When you understand yourself, you understand the foundation of it all, and you address it all, you attack that, and you start trusting yourself, you will understand that the process is life. Now, when you write the goals, the very act of you going after those goals is life. It doesn't matter about the outcome. You're not attached to the outcome. I'm doing what it is that I am passionate about. I'm doing what it is that brings me that 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 brings me true energy, right? My purpose in life. This is what I'm I'm going to attack these goals and you're going to make it happen because it's what you really want to do, however long it takes. And regardless of what happens along the way, we know, oh, of course there's going to be setbacks because there's millions and millions of people all making moves at at, at the exact same time with different agendas, with different with, with, with different outcomes, right, that they're looking for. So things are not going to go your way, and you understand that. So then you just make adjustments because that's what human beings do. We make adjustments. So what happens when you trust yourself? You're like, look, I understand this whole process. We make adjustments, we observe, we adapt. doesn't matter what happens. The process is life. Next question. Well, the last question. <clears throat> How should one handle moves when dealing with PTSD veteran? So I'm assuming that you are the veteran with PTSD. And this goes back to what I was saying. Um, what was it? Two questions ago. Um And, and, and this is tough, right? Because I, I, it's, it's hard for people. It, it, it's hard for people when, especially when, when a traumatic event happened, a terrifying event happened, and that stays in your mind. And you relive that experience over and over again, and that stops you from making any type of moves uh, moving forward. Again, when you live in the past, you will fear the future. Um, you know, 
the best answer to this is a perspective change. A perspective change will solve most of your problems. Getting inspired, no, no matter how traumatic it was, no matter how terrifying it was, using that event and creating meaning out of it in a positive way and saying, I'm going to change my perspective on this. We can't focus on anything else because this shit keeps coming back. It comes back in the brain. So when I try to focus on something else, it comes back. We must sit with it and look for a way to turn it into a positive. And this takes serious energy. This takes serious understanding. This takes serious, serious amounts of work where you're looking at the situation and saying, what can I learn from this? How can I use this as a story to share it with others? How can I use this to inspire others? I made it out. I saw something. It was traumatic. It was terrifying. It was, it was man, it was so much. It, it creates a lot of anxiety for me. Let's look at that and say, how can we turn this into a positive? The world will say, oh, don't worry about it. The world will try to provide the best escape, right? Because that's, that's what the world feels like is what true compassion is, which only prolongs the problem, which, which just makes the problem worse. In the short term, people are giving you hugs and people are writing you letters and people saying, don't worry about it, pats in the back. And, you know, at that time you feel like, yeah, that's what I need. I need that, right? If you change your perspective, you change the experience. If you turned it into a story where you can use it to inspire others and look at what you've seen, people will see you and be like, wow, that's so inspiring. Because there's so many people dealing with that, right? There's so many people that haven't ex ex experienced what you've experienced or what you saw. So you turning that into a positive is everything, right? It's, it's extremely inspiring to people. Um, that's why people love those type of movies, right? Those good movies where it has drama in, in, in between, right? It has so much drama. So many things are happening. And in the end, the guy makes it out. People love those types of stories, right? Because it's so inspiring. It's like, wow, I would have never been able to go through that and, 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 and come out on the other side, right? Like, wow, that's amazing. But this has to be a reality. This has to be your actuality where you look at whatever it is that happened and own it and accept it. It happened. Now, all I can do, all I can do is control how I respond and react to whatever happens. And changing your perspective is where you start. When you look at things, look, all I can do is change my perspective. I can't change the past. The past is in the past. It's already happened. It already happened. If I change my experience, if I change my perspective, I change the experience. And I find and I create something positive out of something that I view as negative. And that right there, if you actually understood what I just said, and you dived into that, and you got obsessed with that idea, not even that idea, that truth. That if I change my perspective, it will change my experience and look for a positive moving forward. So many things you can do using it as urgency, using it as some sort of motivation, some sort of inspiration to move forward as a driving force. You take something as, as traumatic as it was. Fucking, I know it's, it's in your mind, it's in your brain, it's, it's, it's taking over, it's consuming. But looking at that, no matter how overwhelming it is, we can look at that and say, let's change our perspective on it. It happened. It's unfortunate. But let's, let's look at it. What is the positive out of this? What can I learn from this? What can I learn about the world? What can I learn about myself? What can I learn about the people around me? What can I learn? from this what's really happening right 
Does this make sense? Whatever the experience was, does it make sense, right, to continue to do that? Because many other people are doing that. Whatever happened, you know, so many people are doing this. Does that make sense? And learn from the entire experience alone. Learn from it. Change your perspective on it. It would change your experience. And moving forward, you could use it as a driving force that will launch you moving forward. You will inspire so many people if you understand what I just said. So that's all I got for you guys, family. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all. If you found value out of this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you can go ahead and share this with somebody you know will find value out of it, right? Someone who will find value. Um, Share it on your social medias. Leave a review if you haven't done so yet. And I catch you guys next time. Take care. Love you. Peace.